Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to this week's edition of The Alignment Show. This is where we talk about living your values and valuing your life. My guest this week, we were not able to get on live, and so we have recorded, uh, which I still find a little awkward, quite honestly, you know, blending this live stuff with uh, the recorded. But uh, we're figuring it out and uh, very happy that we were able to get him on. He was double booked this morning. But Rich Hopkins is somebody that uh, I have gotten to know better through the Speaker Speak Live group that you hear us talk about frequently here on this show. But I've actually known Rich or known of him for years. He's been very active in Toastmasters. Uh, I see him popping up everywhere in terms of, of uh, effective speaking and that sort of thing. So I was very pleased to be able to have him here on The Alignment Show. Uh, he will tell you a little bit about his positioning statement. But uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to have Rich on is because he has faced challenges in his life. That uh, There's a, an old saying among speakers about, um, um, oh, how, how is it that we put it? Uh, you're giving, giving your wounds wings. You know, helping other people through your own experiences. And I think Rich exemplifies that. So let's go ahead and get uh, Rich on stage here. And um, let's, let's hear what Rich has to tell us about living your values and valuing your life. And my live self just introduced you to Rich Hopkins. So let's go ahead and bring Rich on stage. Rich, welcome to The Alignment Show. Glad to have you with us this week. Hey, Don, thanks for having me. Really been looking forward to this. Very good. Very good. Well, I know our listeners are going to learn a lot from you, as as uh, I'm sure I said in the introduction, because I'm still getting used to this thing about where we record sometimes. But you have been a speaker for a long time, I think uh, over 30 years. Well, I've been speaking and marketing and selling ads, doing all sorts of things for over 30 years, and it, it all kind of works together. Okay. Okay. So it's not so much a matter of thinking as myself, you thinking of yourself as a speaker or a writer or whatever. You interact with people. You you help people to. Uh, well, what would your um, positioning statement be? How would you explain to people what you do? Well, I guess that depends on what position you put me in. You know, when <laughs> I, you're talking to when when I'm when I'm coaching people, when I'm looking at finding people to help with their presentations. My positioning statement is that I help people discover, develop, and deliver their best message. But when I'm looking at finding places to go speak and spread my personal inspirational message, I talk about helping people discover how to live their win anyway life. Okay, okay. Now you've got some background in both of those things. If I remember correctly, uh, you have been in the final eight or whatever it is at the Toastmasters International Speaking Contest. Am I remembering? 
remembering that correctly? You're remembering that correctly. It is the World Championship of Public Speaking, and I've gotten to the final stage twice. Cool. Took third place in 2006. Did not place in 2008, but we all just say we tied for fourth. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And for folks who aren't familiar with it, Toastmasters have been around since the 1920s. They are probably the most effective, most efficient way to, I think of as a laboratory for developing effective speaking skills. Now, the way I put it to people, Rich, is that it's not so much we teach public speaking, we use public speaking to teach communication and leadership skills. Does that make sense to you with your experience? Oh, absolutely. It's very much a laboratory, a, a supportive environment. People come in at all sorts of different skill levels. It's just a matter of determining where you want to go and letting the people in your club and in your district, if you tend to go outside your club, uh, help you get to where you're going, whether okay. you want to be a better speaker, a better leader. And really, you can't help but be both when you pursue one or the other path. The other will follow. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And and what I've observed in watching those folks in those finals, it's almost like watching the Olympics where the difference of two hundredths of a second make a difference between first place and fourth place. So, folks, if you're just not familiar with it, to say coming in third, one of the best speakers in the world. And so when Rich is helping you to develop those effective presentation skills, it's not just theory. He's got the background. Now, the other thing, though, which is kind of what we want to focus on a little bit more with the alignment show, where we talk about living your values and valuing your life. Um, you have faced some challenges in your own life. I, I was intrigued by your use of the word anyway in your speech titles. Like one of your speech titles is win anyway, I think. Correct? That's correct. Well, I bill myself as the win anyway guy. Okay. Okay. And and so that anyway word is really impactful to me because it says, and I think I'm reading this right, it says that despite your difficulties, uh, tell us a little bit about what brought you to that universe because there's at least three other programs where you use the anyway word. Right. Well, anyway to me is, yes, do something anyway despite the obstacles. But it all started with do something anyway, regardless of who's telling you you can't or who's telling you you are, you are failing and that you shouldn't be doing something. Do it anyway. You know, okay. win anyway. The world likes to tell us that we're losers. It likes to define us as winners or losers. And if we aren't winning, we're losing. And since there can only be one winner, typically in most situations, that means there's a whole lot of losers, which leads to really low self-esteem, lack of motivation, depression. And that's something that gets basically drilled into us since the time we're born, when our parents are putting us in competition against the babies down the street in terms of how fast we learn to roll over, sit up, and get up and finally walk. Well, forget that. Define your own victory and win anyway. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Is there, was there a particular 
experience or situation in your life where somebody told you you couldn't do something and you said, I'm going to show you or I'm going to do it anyway? Oh, people have been telling me my whole life I can't do something. That's, you know, it's interesting because I didn't come up with win anyway based on myself, but more based on my children. But then I realized when I saw what they were doing, I had been doing it all my life without ever really compressing it into that message, Mm. that win anyway message. It was just the way I lived my life. I was born with a birth defect. Mm -hmm. My left leg has always been smaller than my right leg, wasn't put together well. From my hip on down, the doctors weren't really sure what was happening. They never were able to diagnose it. It has no name. They tried various surgeries on me between about two years old and 20 to help me be able to walk. But some of these surgeries had never been done before. They weren't sure how they'd turn out. There was one surgery when I was about seven, the doctor standing next to my mom by my bed saying, well, that went better than we thought it would, which I guess is better than that didn't go as well as we thought it would. I'm an experiment. So I've always had a limp. I've always walked funny. I've always had weakness. I've had teachers tell me, not to do things in gym class, not to climb on the tree log. I've had people tell me I can't play basketball on the school team, uh, including my doctors who finally put a kibosh on that, even though I went out in high school for basketball. And I just have to fight it because people will try to identify you in their own terms Mm -hmm. and put you in the box that they have. Oh, well, you're disabled, so you can't do this. Well, you can, and you can do it anyway. That's just that's just the origin of where it came from. But my life has gotten a lot bigger than anything to do with my disability in terms of competition and career-wise. Winning anyway runs the gamut because you don't have to be challenged by something physically or even mentally to be put in a position where learning how to win anyway is going to help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and before we leave the disability thing, uh, which I am, how would I put it, sort of connected to, we have a severely disabled 20 year old daughter. And so, you know, we, we, I, I don't deal with it directly, but I see how people will treat her differently. And so the question that I have in mind right now is um, how should people who are around somebody who is differently abled, where's the line between kindness and putting them in a box? In in other words, if I open the door for somebody, am I likely to offend because they think I'm saying they can't do it for themselves or am I being kind? Well, open the door anyway. Yeah, yeah, and we do that for each other. But you know, that's right. Um, you, you know, you're always you're always at risk of offending somebody. The question you have to ask yourself is, what's your motivation? Mm-hmm. Is your motivation to be helpful, or is your motivation coming out of feeling that they can't do it? Mm-hmm. You know, it, and and sometimes sometimes an open door is just an open door. Sometimes people will take offense to it, no matter what your motivation is. 
Mm-hmm. But in terms of, of the heavy lifting, when it comes to dealing with somebody with a disability, the key is to don't put them in a box at all. Let them tell you who they are and what they can do. Don't tell them for them mm-hmm. because you limit them and you also then limit your experience with them. That makes sense. That makes sense. So is it um, a polite thing to do to say, is there something I can do to help or just wait to be uh, directed? If you find somebody in distress, you can ask if they need help. But typically, they're not going to need help because they've been doing whatever it is they're about to be doing on their own for their entire life. Oh, sure, sure. And it's everyday life. Who, people who need help start asking for help. Okay. Yeah. Great insight. Now, of course, that's not the main thing that we're here for. So, sure. As, uh, another thing that strikes me is you didn't really think about your own experiences until you were starting to teach it to somebody else, trying to teach it to your kids, and then realize you've been doing this all your life. So how did that lead to you getting up on stage and helping people or sitting down with people and coaching? Well, I didn't teach my kids anything. They they taught me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're a parent. You know, we don't teach them anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we try. <laughs> you know, I, I I like being on stage. Before I came up with the message, I'd been on stage for years, whether I was doing drama or doing Toastmasters, doing competition. I went to the world championship long before the win anyway message ever uh, came to me and, and became something that I would spread to the world, even though most of my messages all surrounded around the concept without having compressed itself into that win anyway term. But the beginning would have been playing chess with my daughter. See, my dad taught me how to play chess when I was seven, and he never let me win. And it bothered me. It angered me. And I finally went out and checked out a book from Bobby Fischer, the international chess champion, studied it for three months, and beat my dad. Who never played chess with me again. But that's his problem. (laughs) Well, I did the same thing with my kids. I've got six kids. Only one of them wanted to learn how to play chess at seven years old. And I did the same thing to Riley. I never let her win. But she wasn't like me. She didn't get mad. And I I, I wasn't sure what to do. It, It kind of bothered me, frankly. So I asked her, I said, doesn't it? bother you that you've never beaten me it's like no not really like what are you a hopkins okay and i didn't say that i just thought it but then i asked her why did you want to learn to play said, i don't know well it looked like fun i wanted to know how the pieces moved and dad i wanted to play with you mm. so she defined her own victory it wasn't whether she won the game it wasn't whether i thought she was winning or losing she had created a win anyway situation for herself Mm. and that was the first time i really looked at somebody intentionally 
changing their perception from what the world was telling them should be to what they wanted to experience. Wow. And how old was she at that point? Seven years old. Seven years old, yeah. Wow. That's a really powerful message. Well, I know um, with folks who are listening to us today, the thing we always say with the alignment show is it didn't start with the pandemic, uh, but I think the pandemic led a lot of people to realize life is short, too short to spend it doing things that you don't want to do. Uh, a lot of folks did resign. A lot of folks started businesses. A lot of folks recommitted because they figured out, I really am doing what I, I want to be doing. Uh, but for a lot of those folks, they may be facing some fear about, you know, what happens if it doesn't work? What happens if uh, if I fall on my face? Uh, do you have some advice for people who are contemplating taking a chance? Um, I, I just, I really love this idea about defining your own success criteria. Uh, what advice would you have for folks who are thinking about a, a leap like that? Well, we go after goals and don't achieve them all the time. <laughs> it's just life. And when we don't achieve it, the world looks at us and says, we've failed, that we are losers. And it's easy to look in the mirror in the morning and feel and hear what the world is telling us to feel and hear. That's where win anyway comes in. Because I believe you can win anyway very intentionally. You know, Riley did it intuitively. We as adults, we're not as intuitive, and sometimes we need to actually sit down and go through a thought process. And what I tell people is, okay, you have tried to do something, and you weren't there yet. So review. Where were you, and where are you now? What have you accomplished between when you started and where you are at this moment? Have you learned something? Have you learned what you should have done? Have you learned what you shouldn't have done? Take an assessment of where you are. Mm -hmm. After that, celebrate. Celebrate what you have accomplished, even if what you've accomplished is only coming up with a bunch of ways that didn't work. See, the world tells us we can't celebrate yet. That's the thing. Well, you've got nothing to celebrate. What are you doing celebrating? Celebrate anyway, because that celebration will boost your self-esteem. It'll help push you towards the next step, which is coming up with another strategy. What are you going to do? Are you going to go after the same goal? Are you going to go after it the same way? What are you going to change? Are you possibly going to change the goal altogether? If I wanted to win the world championship, 15 years ago, and I still haven't achieved that goal, is it time for me to move that goal aside for a different goal? Okay, okay. I'm um, sorry, my, my, my computers all went dark. So I thought, oh yeah? I, I thought my power went out. I thought I lost you. <laughs> well, but you but let me win anyway, because apparently you're still here. I just can't see you. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We've got Murphy's Law popping up, but yeah, I'm still here. So, uh, oh, okay. I know what happened. Okay. Anyway, 
<laughs> you said you wanted it live. It's live. There we are. Yeah. So you figure out what is it you really want to do. If you want to go after the same goal, do it. But how are you going to do it differently? And then, of course, the last part of that uh, very <sighs> intentional process is taking action. What kind of motivational speaker would I be if I didn't tell you to take action, to take massive action? Yeah. There if you we go. don't act, it doesn't matter what our plan is. It doesn't matter what our goal is. We'll get nowhere without taking action. Hmm. Mm. Uh, I, I, let me play devil's advocate just a little bit here. Um, if, um, there will be people, we all know Aesop's uh, fable of um, sour grapes. You know, well, I didn't want the grapes anyway. And, and I, that's probably not a healthy response because deep down inside, you feel like still that you have failed somehow. So how do you reset your goal and not fall into the trap of sour grapes? Does the question make sense? Well, are you talking about when you decide to not go after the same goal, but Go yeah, after a different yeah. goal. Change your goal because what you want has genuinely changed. Right. Well, the key there is, are you switching to a goal that is more in line with who you are and where you're going in life? Mm. Because a lot of times the goal that we set for ourselves at one point in our life just isn't all that important anymore. You know, or it's not going to get us to where we want to go. You know, for me, I still compete for the world championship, but it's not the end-all be-all at this point. It was 15 years ago. thought, I'm going to win the world championship. I'm going to use it to market myself, and I'll be a successful public speaker. Well, maybe that would have been the case, but I don't need it to be a successful public speaker. So while I can still pursue that as a pastime goal, a hobby goal, now I'm pursuing a bigger goal, which is working full-time as a speaker and a presentation coach without having a day job, which I have at the moment. And that's the goal that is going to work for me and my family better in the long run than just continuing to try to win some competition that, frankly, I don't even have full control over accomplishing. True, true. Now, this, this, uh, it occurs to me just in the context of the way we put things here with this show. We talk about living your values and valuing your life. You, you don't value your life when you are trying to live it according to someone else's values. That is what someone else thinks is important. And then that's, that's going right along with win anyway, win by your own definition. I, I just, I love that. Well, as I look at the clock, Rich, we are starting to run short of time. want to make sure that folks know where to find you. We have had at different times uh, on the ticker um, your website. Of course, we've got folks that are audio only. So we want to make sure that it's simple to find Rich. You can just go to richhopkins.com. And uh, for the folks that are on video with us here, I actually can show you that website just real quick. Let's see here, uh, share screen. Oh, this is like running a starship sometimes. There we are. Okay. So there's Rich's website, richhopkins.com. Okay. And 
we have that QR code up there. Rich has a lot of information on this website, so I would encourage you to, to poke around there. And then what else do we want to show? We also can connect with you on LinkedIn, I believe. Absolutely. Well, let's get that QR code up here. Oh, there it is. Okay, smiling face there for the folks that are here with us on video. Uh, and again, if you're on audio only, uh, Rich is not, it's not difficult to spell his name, Rich Hopkins. I don't know how many other Rich Hopkins there might be out there, but you're looking for the one who's a speaker. So well, my favorite uh, one is a, a stunt double. Oh, really? Seriously? Yeah. We're friends on Facebook. Cool. That's very cool. I got to be honest that when I was first getting to know you, I had you confused with Tom Hopkins, uh, the legendary sales speaker and uh, trainer. So probably no relation, but well, I uh, tell it, people he's my cousin, but, but he's not. <laughs> well, I can understand that. So uh, let's see what else here. Oh, I want to remind people if you would like the show notes for this show or any other show, uh, any of our other episodes, you can find us. Get that QR code up here. Where'd you go? There we are. You can go to confidencecultivators.com and be able to find that. So be sure and bookmark that. We'll change the crawl down there, confidencecultivators.com. And, um, Rich, as we wrap up here, I always like to ask guests, there's probably something that I should have asked and I didn't think to ask, didn't know enough to ask. Uh, what should I have asked you, and what would your answer to that be? I guess the, the question would be, for those of us that don't worry about competition, how does winning anyway really apply to us? Hmm. Very good and, question. You know, I mean, yeah, there are people who aren't competitive, and maybe you don't have a job where you have to compete. I think I think we all have to compete in some ways. But a lot of times people just want to know how to live and we face obstacles in our lives every day. Some things we can't always control. You know, my daughter has a uh, um, genetic disorder called neurofibromatosis, which my wife has and two of our other kids have. It is a disorder that is not really well known, but affects one in 3000 people. It creates tumors at the ends of your nerves, either inside or outside the body. It's a progressive disorder. You could have somebody walk in and you would have no idea they have it. You could have somebody else walk in. They could have tumors all over their face, their neck, their arms, their legs. Mm -hmm. And you'd wonder what was going on. Well, with Bailey at 15, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor because of NF. It was in an inoperable part of her brain. It was not cancerous, thank goodness. But we didn't really know what to do other than be aggressive with it. So we immediately went to chemotherapy. And after three months, we went back into the doctor, pretty optimistic, hopeful that we would see some change, some shrinking in the tumor. When the doctor came in, we realized we weren't going to get what we wanted. It had grown, which if it was going to grow much bigger, it could be very dangerous. 
because it was right in the middle of her corpus callosum, impossible to get to in any other way. Surgically, it would not have been workable in any way. I looked at Bailey, who had just been told she was going to have to go through another year and a half to two years of chemotherapy, possibly radiation. And I asked her if she felt anything, what, what, what she was thinking. And she just looked at me and said, I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? No, I didn't. Anyway, I said, what do you want to do now? Well, can we get a slushie on the way home? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? But see, that's the thing. She couldn't control what was happening to her. She could only ha control what was happening to her that day. And that day she wanted a slushie. That was how she was going to live anyway. Yeah, it's winning anyway, but it's really living anyway. And when you live anyway, you are winning anyway, which is why I call it your win anyway life. Because every day, Bailey had to get up and figure out what was going to happen that day. Just okay. to give you a capper on the story, the tumor has not changed in size since. She got married. She moved out. She lives in Tulsa now with her husband. So she's doing just great in her mid-20s. But the tumor is still there. Hmm. And every day she makes her decision to live anyway. Powerful, powerful insight. And you're right. We just, we learn from our kids. Ooh, wow. Well, folks, uh, again, for the audio only people, we've got Rich's website going across on the ticker again, just a reminder, that's richhopkins.com. And we'll have links in the show notes so that people can connect with Rich. I would encourage you to continue the conversation. Hold on for just a second because my live self will come on here and let you know a little bit about what's going on the next week, what's coming up. But I want to thank Rich for being here with us this week. And uh, I bid you good fortune in living your values and valuing your life. Okay, so that's it for Rich Hopkins this week. Some powerful stories there, folks. I want to encourage you to think about your own story. Sometimes people will say, eh, you know, it's just my story. Why would that matter to anybody else? But I think you can see from this that by using your experiences, your insights, you give the world something that is unique. As we get ready to wrap up this week's program, I want to thank our sponsor, which this week is uh, me. Okay, we've been talking about this last few weeks. Uh, I am uh, this close to being able to release a book, uh, The Way of the Three-Year-Old Why. Got a crawl going across. For those who can see it in video, you can find out more about it at donking.com slash 3YO. That's Don King with a double N. And 3YO, lowercase YO, but the number Three And I've got a um, QR code up on the screen as well. But for the audio only people, donking.com slash 3YO. 
coming up next week. We're going to have Michaela McGovern on. Michaela does some interesting work that uh, some people may um, call it a new age kind of stuff. I think what she is doing is is really helping people to think about reality in a different way. I'm looking forward to having Michaela McGovern on uh, as we wrap up this week and think about some of the stuff that Rich shared with us. I'm once again struck by the idea of defining your own success, defining your own life and how well that fits in with the idea of living your values and valuing your life. I hope that you will use this program, in fact, every week to support yourself in doing exactly that and maybe making use of Rich's uh, way of putting things. Uh, when people tell you that you can't do it, if it matters to you, do it anyway. So we'll look forward to seeing you next week here on The Alignment Show. Now let's close things out and we'll see you next week. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness. And remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.